know prayer still works. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your presence. We are continuing in our series, Preaching Out of the 27th Psalm. We are finishing up on verse 10 and going to verse 11. We are going to read, and it reads as such in our hearing. Although my father and my mother has forsaken me, yet the Lord will take me up, adopt me as his child. Verse 11. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Amen. The thought that I want to bring, I'm going to deal with that that make it where we can understand it. It's the cause of my destiny pulling me. I'll explain it in a minute. Father, even now, move Tracy out the way and you speak. You minister. Speak to us that we may hear your voice that we may understand your heart towards us, your will towards us, your intent towards us. Father, even now, have your way. Speak, Lord, speak. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Last week as we was preaching, I, I brought out a core and I was explaining to us how David core of destiny was pulling him. And it's funny, I went back and changed my clothes and God just started preaching to me saying, you're not finished with that yet. There's so much more I want you to deal with. So our attempt this morning is to go a little bit deeper in that. Amen. Amen. If you're watching uh, I ask that you would just uh, share with somebody because God has a word for somebody today. It, it, may, it may miss some of you, but it's going to hit some of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here, here, here David, in, in, in our Psalms, he, he is lonely. He's at the core of loneliness. You know, many of you think, well, I'm single, so I know I'm lonely, but you can be married and lonely. <laughs> you can have a family and be lonely. Loneliness comes when, when even though there might be people around, they don't see your heart. They don't know your heart. They, they don't want to know your heart. You can be in a room full of people and got a fake smile on your face. 
David is talking from experience because when mom and dad don't see you, when mom and dad think you strange, ah, oh, shut up. <laughs> when mom and dad got you labeled as the black sheep, it, 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 it doesn't get much lonelier than that. We know David has experienced this from his dad, but now in this psalm, he brings in his mom. <laughs> can, 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 I, can, I, can, I, can I just dig in this just a little bit? Sometimes God will purposely set you apart all of your life because his hand is on you. Sometimes the best place God can have you is when you feel like you don't have nobody else but him. Ah. People will judge you from the outside and, and think that you got it made, but they don't know that you're struggling on the inside, that you are in a place of loneliness and even those that are closest to you don't see you're lonely. David helps us to understand that his anointing, his purpose, his destiny has him in this place that when God sets you apart to do great work for him, you can expect to feel lonely. There's some things that you can't be co contaminated with. God, God, God will put a, a, a protection over your heart so that your heart won't get corrupted. And though you're doing things on the outside, he won't let it get in your heart and you feel different. Set apart. David is saying, but the feeling of loneliness, the feeling of being alone is real. But, but, but can, can, can I push in this a little bit more? Yeah, listen, listen, the thing that the devil did to push you down will be the very thing God's going to use to lift you up. God doesn't waste anything, no hurt, no no, 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 no molestation, no, no, no wounds, no scar. God uses your past that you would be able to help others in the future. What determines how we respond to what happens is our perspective. Is God in the frame of the picture or not? You know, you know, I would ask all y'all to take out your cell phones and, and take a selfie. The reason I don't is it would expose those who don't know how to take a selfie. <laughs> I, I don't want to embarrass anyone. And don't think that, that there's not some older folks who don't know how to take a selfie. They're taking selfies all the time. You just don't know it. But if you was to take a mental selfie of yourself, 
Would God be in the frame of your picture? Do you see him as there? When you don't see nobody else? Is the, is the reality of his presence real in our thinking? In our perspective? In how we approach life? Even in our valleys, even in our storms, is, is, is he present? Do you turn to him? Do, do you look to him? Sometimes God has to remove all the crutches and all we find ourselves is left with him. I, I was talking to somebody and, and I said to them, I said, I said, sometimes God will put you in a place that you hate. But in that place that you hate will be the most blessed place you can ever be. Because of what it does to you on the inside. <laughs> David in this, in this, in this situation, in verse 11, notice what he does. He cries out. He turns in the prayer. Listen. If you wait till you get on your knees at night or nighttime to pray, you're you not praying enough. Amen. Who says you're going to make it till it's night? Amen. Amen. You, you got to have a running conversation with God all day long. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he got to be present. You, you got to practice the presence of God. That God is with you right here, right now. And, and if we really practice the presence of God, we wouldn't say some of the things we said. We wouldn't do some of the things we do. We wouldn't act the way we act because you are in God's presence. Christianity is relationship, it's not religion. And some of us act like we, we act good at church. Wait a minute, you are the church. You are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit abides in you and me. We talk about grieving the Holy Spirit. Grieving the Holy Spirit is when he tells us to do something and we don't. Yeah. Or he tells us to don't do something, we do it anyway. Yeah. God is saying, Jesus, the Holy Spirit said, you brought me in this mess? <laughs> Let's go on. David said, look, teach me your way. I said, your course of life. And, and if I was to make it plainer, he said, look, I want to know your heart. Because everything you do is from your heart. So if you teach me your ways, I'm learning your heart. I begin to see that my heart is not like your heart. I was talking to somebody, and, 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 and I said, I said, wow, that's deep. And we came to a conclusion. God wants us to be, they said, God wants us to be a reflection of him. And I added, not a distraction of him. Do people see Christ in us? 
Do we lead people to Christ when they really get to know us? You know, most of us are bilingual. We talk Christian on Sunday. <laughs> Depending on who we're around. And then David said, my, you're going to teach us your way. Lead us in a straight path where I'm not walking drunk. Lord, teach us because, Lord, what's what he said, because of my oppression. Now, listen, now watch this. What's what he said. He said, my trouble has brought me here. My enemies have brought me to the place where, where I now recognize, like I have never recognized before, I need you. <laughs> Lord, Lord, if it wasn't for my trouble, I probably live gay Sarah, gay Sarah. But because of my trouble, I now recognize you're the best thing I got. <laughs> Won't trouble do it? Won't sickness do it? Won't financial problem do it? Won't loneliness do it? Won't it bring you to your knees? And when you fall on your knees, you recognize. Lord, you've been here all the time. Forgive me for not recognizing how good you are, how great you are, that, that your way is the right way. Lord, thank you for getting my undivided attention. The devil meant it for bad, but you meant it for good. David is teaching us that, that at even in trouble, there is a uninvisible attachment that is pulling us. See, I'm, I'm having trouble getting attached. God is trying to attach some of to our purpose and our destiny, but we have made up our own mind of what we want. If you're saved, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, at the moment he saved you, matter of fact, before he saved you, he had an attachment on you. Matter of fact, that's what led you to being saved. Hallelujah. That, that was God in your life, pulling at the core of your life to bring you to the place that where you needed to be to meet him. Uh, matter of fact, if the devil had his way, he would have stopped you before you got to it, but God kept on pulling on you that the devil couldn't stop you. You know what else I'm learning? In, 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 in him pulling me, he pulls me to people because they got something to add or I got something to add to them. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can, can I stay here? All attachments are not permanent. You got to learn where to let it go. Hallelujah. Listen, 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 listen. You don't have to make an excuse 
that your destiny is pulling you away from folks. You see, folks who don't have the same calling, or maybe they do, but they're not willing to go. Guess what? The calling on me pulls me away from folks. So folks that used to be close won't go where I'm going and I can't stay where you're at. So guess what? Excuse me, but my cord of destiny is pulling me. I know I'm talking to some folks. You felt something pulled you that you just can't do it no more. You just can't act that way no more. And though they act that way, and you used to act that way, there is something that is pulling you. I, I thought, well, 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 someone told me, said, I'm shedding. I said, what? Said, because of my destiny, I'm, I'm leaving some things, and things are just dropping off of me. It's like a snake that has a skin that it got to shed. It's like an eagle that pulls off its wings to get new wings because I feel the cord of my destiny calling me. We get this core idea from Jeremiah. It's, it's 29-11. He says, I know my plans towards you. I know my intent towards you is for to profit you, to benefit fit you. I, I, I have, I have a, to give you a hope and an expectation. And when you look at that hope and expectation, it starts off with a cord. I have an attachment to you for your future. Isaiah 46 and, and tears said, he said, he said, he said, I started at the end. I started with the end result. Then I went to the beginning. Then I started it. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. God said, I'm not in Kronos time. I'm in Cairo time. Which means I stepped out of time because I made time. So I went to the end of your life of where I want to call you to. Did I moonwalk backwards? <laughs> Step back in time. Had your daddy impregnate your mama. And then I'm calling you to where I ended with you. Hold on. If that's true, that means that nothing that happened to me can stop me, impede me, prevent me from getting to my destiny. The person that left you, left you because they couldn't stay with you, because God was pulling you, and God didn't want them to impede you from getting to where he's calling you. I just got a question. I just got a question. Who wants to get to their calling? Who, who wants to get to their purpose? Who, 
Who wants to get to their destiny? See, see, and what I love about it is what it, what it, what is, what it is beneficial is that I trust him with what I don't see in the place I don't want to be. No, we have to allow God to be big enough, great enough, loving enough that he doesn't have to explain everything to us. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong, this is hard. But at some point, we have to quit being surface Christian. Just got salvation and that's enough. But salvation means that we have purpose and destiny and he's working in, for, through us to be a reflection of Christ. Which means then I have to be careful not to cut my cord. Can't nobody else cut my cord. But I can cut my cord. So somebody said, well, well, prove it to me. First Samuel 15 is King Saul, who's been set up to be the first king of Israel. On the outside, he's impressive. He stands shoulder and head above everybody else. You would look at him and say, he's king. You know what? He started out well. And he would have continued. We never would have knew somebody named David. But because he got filled up with pride, because he quit, stop listening to the voice of God, because he quit allowing God to pull his cord, he took his own scissors and cut his own cord of his destiny. You know what's so strange about it? I think we're going to see King Saul in heaven. I know we're going to see Jonathan, his son, in heaven. Because Jonathan didn't do nothing wrong. But because he's the son core of destiny was connected to the father's core of destiny, when Saul cut his own core, he cut Jonathan's core. My brothers and sisters, what have we missed because we wouldn't listen? What have we missed out on because we wouldn't change? Hebrew tells us, Hebrew chapter, I think it's chapter 12, tells us that Esau weeped bitterly. I mean, here he is all by himself, and it said he's crying because he recognized he gave away his destiny. And listen what it says. It says that he, he, he cried, okay? He said, he said evidence, foresight. To be to watch and look for after one another. Help each other follow the course and stay on course. Don't hinder one another. Encourage one another. Don't, don't impede nobody. 
and you can't help them, keep your mouth shut. If you can't encourage them, if you refuse to do what you're supposed to do, don't stop them from doing what they're supposed to do. Some of us, how can I say it? I'm just going to say it the way I feel like saying it. God's going to get us from impeding other Christians. Because we didn't, because since we wasn't going to do it, we don't want them to do it. The devil is always working to stop us, to impede us from getting where we need to be. And you have to be able to press through, press on, shake off, shake off anything that is stopping you from reaching the core. Let me read on. Let me read on. It said that no one falls back from, fails to secure. Listen, God's grace, God unmerited favor, God's, God's, God's spiritual blessing. Listen, all of it is grace. Even the, even the blessing God has for us is grace. I don't know about you. I want all that God has for me. Hold on, let me add a second part to it. Regardless of the cause. Many people say, I want to be anointed. Do you really? <laughs> I want great power. Do you really? Because it comes with sacrifice and suffering. God has to make sure he can trust you with his glory. He has to bring in submission, our attitudes, our egos, our, our stubbornness. God don't want whole people. He want broken people. He says, David says in Psalm 51, Lord, you want a broken spirit. You, you, you want a spirit that will say yes to you. Regardless of what we want, God says in Psalms 32, he said, don't be like the mule or the horse. He said, why? Because you got to put binders on their eyes. You got to put a bit in their mouth and still some of them still buck you. He said, but I, I want to guide you. I want you to rely on me. I want you to depend on me. I want you to be sensitive enough that you hear my promptings. You hear my voice. That my word means something. That when you get ready to say it, I can say, don't say it. And you would say, can't say that. He says, if you love, see, see, we say, well, well I don't drink, I, I'm not for the king. Hold on, but are you listening to the spirit? There's another level that you hear his voice. That he's speaking, he's molding us, he's shaping us. Listen, you're not looking at someone who, who, who got it all together. Listen, he's still breaking me. 
and I'm willing to say yes, then God to break me and I'm being stubborn about it. At some point we learn that God is God. Lord, help me not to cut the cord. Here Saul is crying bitterly. And it says, he's crying, but it's too late. <laughs> he's repenting, but it's too late. You know, you know, you know, hold on. Save. Save. I wonder what I missed. I wonder what he had in store. <laughs> I wonder what could have been. I mean, I mean, come on now. The, the, the principles of God is real whether we know how to work them or not. Gravity is real whether you believe it or not. <laughs> so, so when he says, do not be deceived, God will not be mocked. Whatsoever seed you plant, you shall surely weep. And watch this. Just, just turn to your neighbor and say, it's coming back. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, most of us read that from a negative standpoint. But I read it from a positive standpoint. You know what that tells me? Make sure, Tracy, you're planting good seeds. Don't let nobody make you plant bad seeds. Don't hurt yourself. Don't let nobody be so big in your life that they make you act out of character. Hallelujah. Because you're giving somebody else control. Uh-uh. I done been through enough H-E-L-L that I don't want no more H-E-L-L. I want everything that God has for me. So I try to be diligent about purposeful, intentional about the seeds that I plant. Because I know sooner or later, fruit is coming. Hallelujah. Listen, you don't allow your circumstance to control your faith. You allow your faith to control your circumstance. Lord, look what David is doing. He's now praying, having nothing changed. He hasn't seen anything. But he knew that his God was faithful. He knew the principle of God's heart that God is good. So he stand there and say, Lord, I trust you, but I don't trust me. Don't teach me. Lord, order my steps. Lord, show me how to follow you. Show me how to behave myself. Show me how to trust you with my hurt. Show me to act right. Show 
the love right show me to do what you want me to do. I don't know how long I'm gonna be here, but as long as I got you. It's a heart thing. It's heart to heart. It's God for, hold on. Not only is this attached to your purpose and your destiny, it's attached to Christ. Ah, oh, ah, oh, it's attached to God the Father. Uh, uh, may I introduce you to who the court is? It's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Who maketh intercessions for us in Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Listen, it says that he hears the moaning and groaning of my heart and he interprets it to the Father and he translates the Father's intent to me. Hallelujah. Now, if I agree what he's saying, he kind of shrivels up and be quiet. But I'm like, if I let him pull me, if you let him pull you, he'll show you. He'll teach you. He'll instruct you. He will strengthen you. He will guide you. If you get off course, he'll pull you back on course. Guess what God is pulling you right now? God will pull you out of mess. He will pull you out of self. God will show you that he got something for you. Somebody need to shake something off. Shake off some folks. Shake off some things. Paul helps me in this. In Philippians chapter 3, he says, he said, forgetting the past. Guess what? Can't change it. Not going back to it. I don't care what people think about it. I had to change friends. Family don't talk to me no more. But I'm letting go of what I don't have. I'm letting go of what I lost on the journey. And I'm pressing. And I'm pressing. But this towards the high, not low. God always pull you up. He always pull you higher. He always make you better. He always make you stronger. It's him that is pulling you. Don't cut your core, but let him pull you higher and higher and higher and higher. God is pulling us. He's pulling you out of stuff. He's pulling you through stuff. He's pulling you to folks. He's pulling you from folks. My destiny, your destiny, excuse me, don't mean to hurt your feelings, but my destiny, my destiny, my God, my Savior, my Spirit is calling, is calling us there's an attachment 
He got his name on you. He got his glory on you. He got his purpose on you. And all he's asking us to do is trust his heart. Walk in his word. And trust that he created you with a purpose and intent in mind. And nothing or nobody can stop you but you. So glad for the attachment. I'm so glad for his voice. I'm so glad he pulls you out of stuff you shouldn't be in. I'm so glad that when you're getting ready to go, it won't let you go. Well, what you said, he snatched you. Have you been snatched a couple of times? I've been snatched. At the time, I didn't appreciate it. Now I'm saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. These preachers are here for somebody that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. God is pulling you by the core of his love and his spirit that you may know the Lord Jesus Christ who died for your sins, who paid the price for your sins. He was sinless, so he was able to pay the price. And you don't get to heaven, you don't get the Father unless you come through the Son. God loved you enough that he gave his all, and his all was his son. There's an attachment to you. If you need prayer, that you may hear the voice of God and begin to become sensitive to the core of the spirit that is pulling you, prompting you, they will pray with you. To those that's on watching us live. If you call the 451-31 number, someone will call you back and pray with you. God has purpose and destiny with your name on it. Matter of fact, God picks the one nobody else picks. Hallelujah. And he has picked you. Father, even now, Lord, thank you for attaching us to our destiny and purpose. Thank you, Lord, that you're not just a right now, God. You're our destiny, purpose, God, in our future. And our future does not, and our, and our destiny now, our purpose now, our place now don't look like what it's going to be. Let us know, Lord, that we're just going through a test. But if we pass the test, you're going to pull us up a little bit higher. Lord, help us to trust you. Help us to believe you. Help us to know that you got us in your hands. And your will towards us is good. And it is to prosper us. Lord, teach us, like David said, 
to know your way, to know your heart, to know your intent. Make our path straight that we will follow it. And if we fall down, Lord, pick us back up. I thank you that you said the righteous man falls seven times, but we keep getting back up. Lord, help us to get back up. Even now, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. See you next week. Be blessed.